Hi, everybody. So usually this is the part where I leave, but not today. <laughs> so apparently, I talk too much during worship, so they just gave me my own time where I can get it all out. Hi, everybody. Good morning. All right, well, pretty cool. <laughs> I'm going to try not to be too silly today, but I'm a little silly. So um, I guess I'll just start with how I came to be up here today. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Pastor Dwayne invited me to come sit in his office and just talk to him for a minute. And I was like, Oh, boy, am I fired or something? So, it's very scary, but it's very nice in there. This is loud. There was a little notification. Anyway, sorry. Um, and so he sat me down, and he was like, hey, how would you feel about maybe leading a message one Sunday? And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just smile and nod, you know, thinking to myself, like, okay, what does he really mean? Like, what is this going to look like? He's like, but listen, I don't want to say anything that you're not already feeling God leading you in. And he's like, I don't want to, like, put this on you. Like, if God's not kind of laid this already on your heart, then I don't want you to do it. And I was like, ha, 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 guess what? Funny thing. So I've kind of been thinking about doing stuff like this more, um, whether that's up here, downstairs, at my school, whatever. Um, and he's like, well, awesome. So we started preparing for this. Um, and for a couple weeks, like, I was like, okay, what do I want to talk about? And I was struggling. But it just came to me one day. It was really cool. And so, yeah, I guess we'll just talk about it then. So I guess I just had a simple question. Um, simply, are we being diligent in our walk with God? Like, specifically outside of these church walls. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but when I grew up, I heard this little song, read your Bible, pray every day. Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, that was my song at least. Um, and so um, I know sometimes when we're, as Christians, we can kind of have like a mental checklist. We're like, okay, wake up, pray, read the five-minute devotional on your phone while you eat your cereal and go about your day. But is that really what God designed it to be? And so that's what I want to encourage us with today. And also, as this message goes along, this isn't me pointing fingers at people because I need to work on it too. So I guess we'll just kind of continue into this. Um, so uh, are we truly, like, loving and honoring God with our actions throughout the week? Like, not only just, like, what we're saying and how we're treating other people, but, like, how we're seeking him. Like, are we truly setting time aside in our lives to really try to dive into his word and seek him and grow closer to him because we kind of need him. So, yeah, I found that out pretty fast. We need God. It's pretty cool. Um, so I guess we'll just pull up the first scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. This is the New Living Translation. Um, it says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and do not give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have 
uh, everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Man, I love scripture. It's kind of just like drop the mic right there, you're done kind of thing. But we're going to keep talking about it because that's cool. So um, it talks about a farmer planting only a few seeds. Are we planting diligently? Are we like putting in effort to get a generous crop? And if we only do like the small things, then how are we ever going to really get what we need to sustain us? And it says that, um, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. So it's important for us to make sure that we're planting our seeds. Number one, plant the seeds. Um, and also, God's pretty happy when we do that. He's pretty happy when we seek him. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to need him because we do, and he wants us to realize we need him. So, yeah. Um, oh, boy. I just did something. It's okay. I fixed it. Um, trying to decide if I want to use the computer or the papers. Anyway. Hmm. I'm trying to decide how I want to say this because I know that I'm being awkward right now. And I'm usually awkward in social situations, so I'm not surprised. But um, I feel like stuff like this can be so simple. Like the answers are right in front of us sometimes, but we just look over them. And I think that it's important that we don't just look over them and we search for those answers. So um, I'm trying to find exactly what I wanted to read, but you know what? I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to say it because I remember some of it. Um, <laughs> Um, so God is pleased with a cheerful giver. Like it says that in the Bible, like he is pleased when we seek him. Um, it reminds me of another scripture. I think we have up there, uh, Proverbs eight seventeen. Uh, he says, I love all who love me and those who search for me will surely find me. That's great encouragement because sometimes when we search, we aren't, and sometimes we get stuck and we don't feel like we're feeling anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. Um, it says, knock and the door will be open, seek and you will find. Like, God is right there. We just have to put in the effort to find him. Um, and he'll reward us for that, which is pretty cool. Um, I'll just read another scripture. Second Peter 1.10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be... Uh, there will be richly provided for you an, an entrance into the eternal kingdom of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sorry, that looked weird in my head for a second. But yeah, boom. Drop the mic. Um, so we need to continue to diligently seek him. Remember that word. It's going to come up a lot in my scripture. Diligent. We'll talk about it more later, too. Um, Proverbs 2, 15. The plans of the diligent surely lead to abundance um, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. I like that one, too. Okay, now, like I said, diligent has kind of been coming up in a lot of scriptures. So, what does that word mean? Well, first off, when I was little, in the school that we do sometimes, so I'm homeschooled for anybody who didn't know. Um, and uh, we do a co-op with our family. Um, and in the program that we did, uh, for like the English portion of it, we have all these vocab cards. And I remember specifically that this one always stuck out to me because I just thought it was a cool word. And in that definition, it just sim simply meant hardworking. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to be diligent. Um, 
Uh, but I looked up another definition of it to kind of go deeper, and if we could pull that up. Oh, beautiful. Um, so uh, constant in effort to accomplish something. Attentive and persistent in doing anything. Okay, a constant effort, being persistent. Are we being diligent? Are we simply just going about the day, just doing the bare minimum, calling it a day, and then are we just doing that and then being like, okay, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing things? Man, I feel like I'm talking super awkwardly. <laughs> okay, so I just, I don't know. I feel like it's so simple. I don't want it to sound too simple, but I do. Yeah. Okay, um, so... <laughs> Um, so, yeah, are we being diligent? Like, are we doing the bare minimum and calling it a day? Or are we truly putting in effort, a constant effort, being persistent in seeking him in anything and everything, in effort to accomplish something? Are we trying to accomplish a goal of intimacy with him, accomplish a goal of seeing him work and move in a situation? Like, are we being diligent? Like, it's just that simple. Like, are we actually putting in the effort that we need to and then also, I think it's Albert Einstein. I don't know. But anyway, he has the, the quote that people who do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result are insane or something like that. Okay. I'm insane. Okay? I'm insane. Okay. Um, like, we can't be doing the same thing in our walk with Christ and then expect him to move. Like, we have to put in effort to see him actually do things. Like, we can't be just doing the same thing or doing nothing. And be like, okay, God, where are you at? Why, aren't, why don't I feel you? Why aren't you moving? Like, it says to be diligent. So are we being diligent? Yeah. Um, all of us can do better, of course. And I, like I said, not pointing fingers. I'm a hot mess, too. So um, the, um, my only hope is that these words that I have to share will help you on your personal walk. We cannot continue to do the same thing in life. Um, the same cycle of chaos, and expect a different result. We cannot expect God to just move and fix everything if we aren't willing to put in the effort of loving him. And so are we loving him? And love is also a verb. Are we loving him with our actions, like how we're seeking him? Like if you think of a regular relationship, like as we think of today, like between a man and a, a, man and a wife or just dating or just a boy and a girl. There we go. Those are the terms I'm looking for. Um... You have to put in time, like, with that person. You have to get to know them and hear their voice. And, like, you have to put in effort from both ways for the relationship to work. So God's right there. He's literally standing there holding out his hand. And you're walking the other way. At least I do sometimes. I'm not pointing fingers again. Like I said, I'm a mess, too. So. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um. And as it becomes a habit of seeking him, like reading, like as soon as you wake up praying or as soon as you wake up going into your word, it becomes more of a habit and it becomes easier. And one thing that I found that I think is really cool is the more effort you put into seeking him, the more you'll love him because his character is revealed to you. And so you'll learn more about him and you'll love him. And then the more you love him, the more you're going to want to seek him. So it's this beautiful cycle where you just keep going deeper and deeper, but it's easy to fall out of too. So we have to make sure we're hopping in the crazy train and just going around and around and further. And yeah, I want to get on the crazy train. So, um, 
Love is sacrifice. The greatest display of love was sacrifice. Jesus came down, bang, bang. And then, boom, love. <laughs> oh, no, my mom. <laughs> I'm just not going to look over there anymore. Um, um, so... Oh, and tying back to Pastor Dwayne's Easter message, is that sacrifice in vain? Like, are we doing what he's called us to do, or was that for nothing? You know, the, yeah, that thing. Love. <laughs> so, oh, man, I'm so funny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, oh, man, I have to stop laughing. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Kind of moving in that same direction. I don't know if I skipped over a lot, but you know what? It's probably fine. If I skipped it, that probably means I didn't need to say it because otherwise I would have said it probably. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now what are we going to do moving forward? Whenever, like, I've been in church my entire life. I've actually been in this church my entire life. It's pretty cool. Um, but one thing that's always been hard for me is, like, if the pas pastor, that's the word, I said passage, no, pastor, comes up and gives his message, and he's like, do-do-do, awesome, Jesus, mic drop, walks off the stage. We're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Now what? So let's focus on the moving forward now, because I don't want to just come up here, say what I have to say, us all smile and nod, be like, yeah, I could probably do better, but, like, let's actually take steps in what God has to say. So, mm -mm -mm. Are we willing to give up ourselves for God? Are we willing to give ourselves up for him? Give up our free time? Give up our whatever? Like maybe, never mind, I'm not going to say that joke. I'm trying to filter. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, are we willing to sacrifice, which is love. We talked about that a second ago. Are we willing to sacrifice for more of him? Because that's what he wants. Like, he just wants us to surrender. We have to die to ourselves daily for more of him. And are we willing to do that? Because God is literally the coolest person ever. Amen? Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm glad we could agree on that. So God is love. We want more of him. We want more love, but that comes with loving him, and we need to seek him. So how do we get into this love cycle? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So let's try to get in this. Are we going to set alarms? to remind us to pray? Are we going to try to, as soon as we wake up, have like a little sticky note on your ceiling and it's like, boom, Bible verse, something like that? I don't know. It looks different for every person. Um, and it's important for us to kind of find a rhythm. Like I said, I've grown up in church and so I've tried many different things, many different Bible studies or ways to study the Bible. Um, and it's important to find something that works for you. Um, because otherwise it can be hard and it can seem like a chore and God doesn't want it to be that. So um, it's also important to have accountability partners too. Um, so find someone, look to the person to your left or your right. There's somebody. That's pretty cool. Um, so you're not alone. Okay, let's, let's try to actually do more. Like let's, let's be diligent Okay, everybody want to be diligent? Everybody want more of God because God is love. I want more of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Said some of that. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 8.17. I don't think I gave this one to the sly people. It's okay. Um, in the Bible, it says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Well, there you go. And fair, just to be fair, there is a little disclaimer because the enemy's not going to like it if you seek God. The enemy's not happy when we're close to God. The enemy doesn't like it when we grow and when we chase after him and when we love him and when God's moving in our lives. The enemy hates it. But I like being on the enemy's bad side. It's hard, but it's great because that means you're on God's good side and God is better. So, you know, yeah. Um, so, um, and a wise man once told me that when things are going wrong, that means you're doing something right because the enemy is going to try to mess you up when you're seeking after God. Think about Job in the Bible. He was great. Everything wasn't great. And he never turned away from God. So we can't stop seeking him. We can't stop chasing after him and being diligent and trying to learn more from him. And we need to take steps in faith. And that might look different for everyone, but we need to be obedient. And God loves a cheerful giver. Tying back to um, the scripture, the I think Second Corinthians scripture, uh, do not give reluctantly or in response to pressure, but a cheerful giver. Like, let's... Let's love him. Um, after everything that he's done, he's worthy of our song. You're worthy, you're worthy. Okay. Um, uh, dude, I already said some of that stuff. It's boring. Um, mm-hmm. Elias, stop laughing at me. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I already said that. Okay, okay, okay. Forget the notes. We're going so low. Oh, boy. It's okay. Okay. I don't really have a lot much more to say, but I do want to say that it is so important to try to get more of God because God is so much bigger and so much better than anything else that we could ask for. And I'm not just saying that because that's the churchy Bible answer. I'm saying that as my testimony because... Like, it's graves into gardens, I think. It's like, I've searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Like, God is so much better than anything we could ever ask for. So, if you're having trouble and you're feeling stuck, like, we need to be diligent. And we need to take steps in faith and try. We have to put in our effort. God's going to help us along the way, but we have to take that first step in faith. And everything after that gets a little bit easier. um, And we begin to gain momentum. And so if you're feeling stuck, I don't know, that word just keeps coming to my head. I just kicked my water bottle. That word just keeps coming to my head like we're stuck. You're, you're wanting more, but you're not wanting it like, no. You're wanting more, but we're not getting it because we aren't doing our part. Like I said, love goes both ways, so we have to do our part. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide how I want to go with this now because I remember looking at my notes. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like eight pages of notes. Not really, but like, like, oh, I've got plenty to say. Then I get up here and I spew it all out like this, and I'm like, hmm, now what? So one idea I had uh, of kind of like a way to close this was more worship because, like I said, 
when we watch pastors and preachers come up and say what they need to say, then it's like, okay, now what? Sometimes we need a minute of response. We have to do something in response to that. Like, we can't just let it go in one ear, out the other, and not do anything. Like, God wants us to grow. That's why we come to church, just so that we can be filled up, so that when we go out, it spreads. Um, so, hmm. I guess I'll just do that then. Yeah, I'll probably do that. But before I do that, I'm going to hand the microphone over to my lovely papa. Um, and he's going to say something. I don't know what he's going to say. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just kind of it. And then I want to, okay, serious note. I'm going to stop talking like this because I'm weird. But on a serious note, like, let us kind of take a minute to be diligent. Like, let us take this moment and let this be a milestone in our walk with Christ. Like, let's just take a minute and have this change the direction of our future. Like, when we come to church, it can be so easy. It's so easy to let it just become a routine. But it has to matter. It has to have an impact on our lives. Otherwise, what's the point? We just come in to see other people but we're not truly trying to grow. So, if it's all right with you guys, I'm going to sing some worship stuff. Um, and I want us to try, just make this personal. Like, pray, ask God to give you strength moving forward and show him what he wants you to do. Um, I don't care what you do. Like, you can stay praying in your pew. You can come up front. You can do whatever. Um, but, and you, you can leave too if you need to leave, but like, let's just take some time to really seek him and to try to ask for a new fire, a new love for him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cause I want more Jesus and that's all we really need. So I'm going to take this time at least to ask for and seek him. Um, and I'd love it if you all did the same. So, Thank you, Abigail. You know, as the church, we have the opportunity to share the truth of what comes in the Bible. And I think Abigail has given us a really great challenge today. And one of the things about the enemy that we fight is he likes lies. And he tries to slip little lies into our life and make us... He, he doesn't necessarily tell you that, you know, black is white and white is black, even though that he loves that one, but that's too obvious. Sometimes we would pick up on that. But he likes to twist little things. And so one thing I'm not going to give him the opportunity today is to twist the truth that was spoken here today. And I don't want you to miss, because Abigail talked about our response and our being diligent in our pursuit of Christ. The beautiful thing is, is that doesn't start with us doing something, right? Our relationship with Christ starts with being completely free. He is offering you today the opportunity to come to him and to, to find freedom in him. So while we, there is action that we do after salvation, as we pursue him, as we are diligent in our relationship with him, you don't have to do all this before you can come to Jesus. 
You don't have to be in the word every day. You don't have to read your Bible and pray every day as the song goes before you can be a Christian. Jesus says, come to me today, right where you are. So in this moment where Abigail is going to sing and provide for response for us to seek after God and say, what is it that you want me to do to diligently seek you? If you don't even know who he is, come up here and we will pray with you. Because there is a God of the universe that wants to have a personal relationship with you. And if you don't know what that means, if you don't know what that look like, looks like, this is a safe place to ask those questions. Because the church may be stereotyped as being judgmental, but that is not this church. This church is the one that's going to sit here and we're going to open the Bible and we're going to see what God says and we will grow together. Because we're not perfect. None of us in this room are, and none of us are going to pretend, well, none of us should pretend to be. Some of us still do, right? We fall into it at times. As Abigail was talking through different things with me about what she was going to share today, me being a computer engineer and loving numbers, started thinking about numbers and statistics. So I started Googling stuff. So this is only like, Google certified numbers, so don't hold me to this, right? It's just whatever the first results were, right? But as we sit here today and we talk about what God has given to us, the, the question I had was, and I started Googling, was if I said today, like, hey, you know, here's, a, I've got a million dollars, right? And it started looking up statistics on lottery winners, people that are just given something, right? What, do you know what percentage they say of lottery winners are broke within the first couple of years? It's north of 70%. Isn't that crazy? You think all your problems would be solved if you were just given this lump sum of money, but 70% of people have their lives destroyed and are broke again within a number of years. The other side of that question is, is what percentage of current millionaires are self-made? People that weren't given just a large sum, but exercised diligence. That constant, continuous pressure and doing the right thing over and over and over again. That number is north of 80%. So 70% of people that are just given something but then aren't diligent with it because they didn't work for it, lose it. Over 80% of the people that have something worked hard continuously and built it on their own. So the question is, what are we going to do with that? Because how does that, that's just numbers, that's lottery, whatever, that's money. How does that relate to the church? Okay, I'll tell you how it relates to the church. Because as a person who has a passion to see children come to know Jesus Christ, statistics also tell me that 70% of the children that come through church won't be in church when they're adults. If that doesn't crush you the way it crushes me, You have to understand that God comes to us and says, I'm going to give you the million. I'm going to give you all of me. But if you want to waste that, 
you can waste that. But I've got even more if you'll be diligent. So we're standing here today. If you don't have Jesus Christ, I've got something that's better than a million dollars. Let's come talk about it. But if you sit in that pew and have been given the million dollars and are sitting there squandering it away, putting a penny in every week when you show up to church. Now, I'm not talking about ties. I'm talking about your effort and your relationship with Jesus Christ. Then what is it that you want out of that? Because it will waste away like a gift card when unused. Right. The fees just take that gift card right down to zero. What you've been given can go to waste and go down to zero if you don't pursue Christ. And Abigail articulated that eloquently to you, I hope, today. And I hope you understand what she is offering. And it's not judgment. It's not just a challenge. But it's a hand reached out saying, come with me. Because we are going to seek Jesus Christ together. So listen closely to these words. I encourage you to listen closely to what the Spirit says to you in your heart as you seek him. Because he is offering you the opportunity today, the chance to say yes to him. And maybe you've done the big say yes to him. But there's a diligence and a constant pursuit of him that comes after that, that we invite you to join with us today. So with that, I'm going to turn this back over to Abigail. I sat in my seat and... I know I could feel the I could feel the nervous energy from Abigail. And I know there was moments where she was unsure about how she was presenting what she was presenting. But I I felt God's smile. I felt his smile, I felt his heart. Because we too often, in all of our knowledge and wisdom, as adults and human beings, we make things way more difficult than they need to be. And because of that, she was unsure if she was bringing it across deep enough. But the fact of the matter is, is she delivered that 100% as simple as it needed to be delivered. Diligent. Can you bring, can you bring that definition up one more time? And I'm not going to re-preach to you, but if we leave out of here, if we leave out of here with one thing, out of all the scripture that we heard, right, every scripture that she read had diligent in it. So if it's okay, if, if we leave out of here with one thing and we do not want to forget is what does diligent mean? Constant in effort to accomplish something. Attentive and persistent in doing anything. I know I could go into the scripture right now and pull up verses that sound almost identical to this. But this is just a simple definition. And she asked you a very simple question. Are you being diligent? 
And what can you do today to change that if you're not? And she started by making us be still before God. If that's not an amazing message, delivery, and challenge all right here, then I don't know what is. I think it's a song that says, I may not, I may not be eloquent. Right? Everything may not be perfect. But this is what we have. Are we giving him our best? Are we giving him our best? Are you okay if I pray? Let's pray. Lord God, you are truly amazing. You are truly, truly amazing. You have blessed us here at the Body Dayton with just servants. We may not be the best musicians. We may not be the best speakers. We may not be the most talented out here. But God, we have a heart for you and we desire to serve your people. We desire to love in action. As Ryan said, we want to be here to help others level up. As Pastor Chancey said, we want to be the church. As Abigail said, we want to be diligent in all of these things. God, I thank you and I praise you for how you've, you've matured us. You've grown us. The body Dayton is a representation of a coming of age. We, we are a coming of age story. God, I pray that as we continue to grow, as we continue to mature, Father, I pray right now that you would just completely fill us up. Completely fill us up to overflowing. Remind us daily of our heart's desire. And if that desire is not for you, then God put it right in front of our faces so that we can't deny it. So that we can see that our, our desires are not completely on you. So that we can change that. Have your way, God. That is our prayer here at the Body Dayton. Have your way in us. Thank you, Father. 